The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Monday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, the second uh, work from home edition of Benzinga's pre-market prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. Uh, you know what we're talking about today. Just put, trying to put last week into uh, some context and trying to set the table for what will surely be another uh, historic, unprecedented week uh, in the markets and just in life in general. So we're just going to try to talk through all this this entire mess of the situation. Try to provide some sense of of calm and perspective and uh and see where that gets us here so uh joel why don't you tell us what's happening in the overnight markets and then i also want to hear about your weekend after that okay spencer well we're limit down in the s p's at 128.50 so we'll we can discuss the limit and situations when uh dennis comes on again uh, good old Dennis's uh, reliable indicator, uh, SPY, uh, is trading down 9.4%. So that's going to give us a pretty good indication of where the S&Ps will open again. Crude under $30 for the first time since 2016, down 251 to 29.22. Gold in the red by 52.90 at 14.63.90. Silver under, th- closer to 12 than 13, down 2.2. Boy, they are killing silver. Holy mackerel. Down 15 and 4.4%. Bitcoin uh, continues to deteriorate down $925 at 4505 Those are the futures. Uh, bring in Triple D and say hi to Triple D. And then uh, I guess we can uh, talk about our weekends a little bit. I'm here. I'm here. It's an interesting weekend. I mean, uh, when you're doing this social distancing thing, it changes things for the weekend. My my week under social distancing is kind of similar because I already work from home, but my weekends are much different because we're not going very far. So we are entering day three, actually day four, we're entering of social distancing where we are not leaving the house. My wife, um, myself, and my two kids um, have locked the doors, are not answering the doors for people. And are not leaving the house. And we are doing that not only to protect ourselves, but to protect other people as well. Like I said, I had a little flu bug last week. Who knew it was if it was COVID? Me and my son have both recovered well, so we assumed that it wasn't. But we, we never got tested. And obviously, we couldn't get tested. I actually called to get a test, and I was denied. Uh, so that's where I'm at. So how was your weekend? All right. Well, just first of all, I just want to echo, you know, what you were saying as far as the uh, the social distancing and things like that. Um, Lisa went to work today. The show must go on. She needs to, you know, take care of people. And, you know, I said, you know, what should I talk about on the show as far as this goes? And she's just echoing the same sentiments you had. Stay at home, please. Okay. If you need to go out, wear a mask, do every kind of precaution that you can. I mean, you know, this is, this is not new information, uh, but, you know, let's just, you know, buckle down and limit our our social interaction, and and let's it's the the pace of the disease. Uh, you guys were talking about social distancing over the weekend. Um, 
I did some long distancing. <laughs> uh, when uh, President Trump uh, declared, you know, when we knew he was going to declare the state of emergency on, uh, on Friday, um, I decided I needed to get my daughter, Emily, that lives in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. And we were planning on moving her, her home anyways. And uh, so I called my wife and I said, we're going. We're, we're road tripping. We're going to get her. Uh, so we ended up leaving at 1 o'clock on Friday afternoon. We got to Lynchburg at 11 o'clock Friday night. We packed up her entire apartment in about four and a half hours. Uh, we got in the car at 1 p.m. on Saturday. And um, it was an interesting ride home. It took 12 hours. Uh, the first thing that was interesting about it is that Emily has a cat. Uh, that's never been in a car before. Oh, yeah. And you know what happens when you put a cat in a crate that's never been in a car before? It poops. It po- Well, and uh, a little bit more than that. Pukes, poops. Yes. Because all of its yeah. bodily functions immediately because it's scared. <laughs> right. Right. So, so Emily caught where I'm driving Lisa's car just packed to the rim. I mean, if I had to take everything out and put it back in, it would be absolutely impossible to do. So she calls me on my phone and she goes, uh, dad, uh, checkers, that's the name of the cat, you know, told me what did. And, uh, I, I had an interesting reaction. Uh, I said, blank, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> this is how and it goes. Then, and then I said, oh, it's okay. <laughs> let's let's stop and pull over so the first gas station that lisa pulled over at um did not have a bathroom or at least they didn't want us in their bathroom so we had to drive a little bit farther we found a bathroom we cleaned up checkers so that that cost us some time um and then uh we did have some rain and some snow and some sleet you know nothing you know where we had to pull off the road for that made it interesting uh but i didn't I, I talked to Dennis quite a bit, um, or he talked to me. I just kind of listened. Um, huh. But but the one interesting thing that the most un- – what's the last thing? When you're on a long-distance trip, what's the last thing you want to see happen with your car? Breakdown. Exactly. So I'm on – Your car cruise- didn't break down, did it? No, no. I'm following Lisa on cruise control, and all of a sudden I hear beep, beep, Beep. I'm oh, like, panic setting that. I'm like, okay. I go, this is not happening. No, it's not and be. I look and it said front right. And I, and I, and I thought it said break. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. This is good. So I look behind me and there was no one behind me. So I tapped my brakes and my brakes were, were working. So that was a good thing. And, um, and then I looked at it again real closely and it said fright front right sensor blocked so you know she has a newer car it has all these sensors in the rain and the sleet and the snow started blocking the sensors oh, so that's so, not too bad yeah oh that's nothing you know yeah. and actually when i got and i didn't want to tell lisa because i didn't want to tell her anything about the car and so when i got when we were just mile from home i told her and she goes oh if you just hit the button on the left you can get it to turn off and yeah. i'm like Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So I drove 1,200 miles. It was in the car probably 21 out of like, you know, 40 hours, you know, uh, some sleep in there. But the good news is it's got Emily home. We moved her in yesterday. She's staying at, uh, she's staying at a different place because of her cat. And uh, I'm ready to go I mean, here. I did this my, is, I did my and, levels. And Joel, this is the, the thing that we want to focus on here. It's about, you know, you can look at the markets and say, oh, my yep. goodness, I'm losing a lot of money in my long-term investment portfolio. And you can focus on this stuff. But the real focus should be on the safety of your family right now. You drove out there because you're concerned, you know, to have your daughter, you know, 1,200 miles away or 600 miles away or whatever it was going both ways. I, it, it's very scary to not be close to your family at this time. And I think we all need to have some focus on that. I mean, right now, this is, you know, the main reason why we're doing the social distancing. It is to protect our family because we, we don't know how serious this virus is. We know it's serious. We don't, you know, we still can guess at the fatality rates, but I don't want to play, you know, around with any of that. I'm 
being very cautious, maybe overly cautious, but um, I don't think you can exercise too much caution in this right now, at least from a perspective. And what scares me the most, and you know, Spencer, you can comment on this too, uh, was the videos that I saw over the weekend of the airports that are just jam-packed with people. People probably trying to get home because they're worried that they're going to get stuck where they are. But not only that, there was people who were fearless. And going on March break, I mean, I was looking at pictures from the you know, beaches in Florida, and I was looking at you know, festivals that were going on, and I'm like, people are packed into places, and I'm like, what are they thinking? What are you thinking if you're going out to, you know, these public places, you know, where, where there's thousands of people? I mean, the airport, I somewhat understand. I feel bad for those people. If they're trying to get home. You just want to get home. But, I mean, this is where this virus is going to spread rapidly is in these kind of places. You know, we need to figure out how to, you know, it needs to, we need to go under. And, you know, and then people are going to be upset that I say this, but I believe that we should go under a full quarantine where everybody just stays home for a bit. I mean, this is what has worked in other countries. And I think this is what we need to do here. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that, and that was the thing that, um, you know, that I was thinking about was, uh, was travel restrictions. And, um, and I, I taught, well, another thing too, I want to, I, I want to thank a lot of people. I want to thank it. Spencer, I didn't call you. I was on the phone most of the time talking to people and I, I want to thank you, Dennis, because, uh, you know, I, I was worried about um, a ban on interstate travel on, on the way and getting through the states. And uh, Dennis assured me that that wouldn't happen. Uh, I want to thank uh, my sister, Elise, who, you know, uh, who echoed the same sentiments that my dad did. You know, you can't get upset about things that you can't control. And I can't control this, so I can't get upset. Um, I want to thank uh, my buddy, Jim Tassoni, um, who's, uh, who's a trader. Uh, who I follow the markets with very closely, and he gave me news flow. I want to talk to Mr. Uh, thank Mr. Brent Slava. Um, I talked to him on the phone for about forty-five minutes, and um, you know, I was just calling people. I had a I had a book on you know an audio book, and I tried to listen to it. I, I just couldn't focus. You know, I mean, I, I just was like nobody can focus right now. It's I, very hard I, to focus right now. And when you're in a car by yourself and and there weren't, it, I would have listened to the radio, except there wasn't a lot of radio stations. Um, and I, I just, I didn't want to, you know, and I did have some music on my phone and stuff, but uh, um, I did hear one country song when I was about two hours away from home and it said the song, everything is going to be all right. So I thought that's that, a good one. Yeah, that was a that make you feel song. better. Yeah. I think everything is going to be all right, but I think we need to take drastic measures to make it all right. And I do believe, and Spencer, we haven't heard you talk much. I do believe that we need to get serious about not allowing people to go about their normal business. Like this is the problem that I'm seeing. And maybe, you know, they're saying it's different in New York and the streets are empty. That is not the case. When you were driving, Joel, you saw a movie yep. theater in Ohio and you said the parking lot was packed. Yep. Like a yeah. packed movie theater. What are you thinking? You cannot. And I'm, I'm, people maybe get upset at me saying this. You don't want to go out in those public places right now here. That is where you are going to catch this thing. And I, I just want to echo something that, you know, I forget who the doctor was. I, I read so much on this. And I was reading from so many different places. Uh, but the point that this uh, disease specialist was making said, this is the week that you need to absolutely do your best to social distance because this is the week where nobody's really sick yet, but they're all carrying it. And then we get into day 10, day 14, people start getting sick. So then you can see the people that you have to avoid because they're, they're sick. But at this point in time, not that many people are sick yet, but they're carriers. There's so many people that are carrying because the incubation period is so long. So that this is the week where you need to be very careful. I mean, in two, three weeks, you're, it's going to be a lot quieter, even if you have to go out to get food. There's not going to be as busy out there. But if you're standing in a line at Costco with a thousand people, think about the germs that you're breathing in. You know, it, it, go to a smaller store, go to a, a local store. Don't worry about saving a dollar or two. You're playing with your lives right now. Avoid big lineups, avoid crowds, avoid uh, with a lot of people. I'm taking it to another level. I'm avoiding all social contact altogether. I had somebody, you know, just uh, an Amazon driver drop a package off at the door and they knock on the door. And I was like, no, I'm not signing. Um, just leave it on the door. And then when I went out, I went out and I actually, after the Amazon driver left, I grabbed the package with a pair of rubber gloves and I sat it over to the side because apparently the COVID virus can live on that for a, a, a matter of, of days. So we won't open that package for, you know, maybe a week here. Or maybe I'm going to spray it down with some bleach or something. 
the cardboard package just to be sure. Now that's an extreme level, but I think we cannot be too cautious here right now. So I have two young kids and I don't want to risk their lives. So this is scary. This is serious. If you're going about your business and these, you know, YOLO people are saying you only live once and they're going on their March break holidays and they're partying with thousands of other people, oh, you're yeah. asking for trouble. These people are not, they've got their head in the sand. They're not paying attention to what's going on. This is a health crisis. This is serious. This is not the flu. We need to take this serious. The markets didn't implode for no reason here. They're not down another 9.6% for no reason. And we are going to talk to the markets in a few minutes. I just want to get that point across that whatever you can do to practice social distancing right now will save not only, you know, potentially your own life, but others' lives because the healthcare system is going to get taxed here eventually. Right. And uh, also, I, that's another thing that I heard on the radio uh, coming in, that uh, the bars were packed in campus and the local universities and stuff. And I heard it's in, in California. St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day stuff. There was uh, a lot of bars in New York. I saw pictures in Boston as well. that Packed. Were, were very crowded. Very crowded for St. Patrick's Day. Horrible which, timing for, for St. Yeah. Patrick's Day, too. Yeah. And, 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 you know, saw, and, and we're going to have St. Patrick's Day actually happens tomorrow. Listeners, if you're out there, do not go out to a bar for St. Patrick's Day. Stay at home. Get your green dye and, and enjoy a beer with your family. Don't go out. This is like, you know, we've warned you about this stuff, you know, for a couple months from a financial perspective. Now yeah. we're warning about it from a health perspective. It is so important. There's a reason. Benzinga shut down, like, at the office. Every, all the Benzinga people are still working, but they're working from home. It's nice that we can do that. You know, I always work from home. So it's not that difficult for me during, you know, my normal day. My normal day didn't really change that much besides my kids running around here all the time and not being at school. But, I mean, you just got to be very careful here right now. And lives are more important than money. So that's why we started the whole first 15 minutes, talk a little bit about family, talk a little bit about lives. We are going to talk the markets. We can go into that right now if you're ready because I've got some stuff to say on that as well. Yeah, real quick though, do you like my studio setup that that I, I made here? Uh, I like it. Look at who did the little uh, Benzinga spent, signs in the back. Spent all weekend working did on you this do baby. Those? Did you no, know I the didn't. Benzinga no, signs? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I did not do it. <laughs> um, so okay, uh, and I, I'll just mention that, that we decided to wake up early on Saturday and go to the store. We decided that. Uh, Store by us is open 24-7. We thought if we go early enough on a Saturday morning, uh, we'd have a good shot. And we went there, and it wasn't crowded, but it was not empty either. And I've got to tell you, a lot of shelves were, were bare. There, were no, there was no fruit. There was no veggies. This is at 7 a.m. Yeah. on Saturday. Um, so we did our food shop. We went out. We're done. But uh, I, was, I was surprised at, at, uh, at some of the, the barrenness. Uh, they, they said they had no rice. That's what they said. We have no rice. So I, I, I mean, know. this is what people are grabbing. So, you know, this is all yeah. starting last week. People are starting to panic now. They're starting to hoard. They're starting to get all their stuff. Um, I, I've got some supplies in our house. We, I don't plan on going out at least for a few weeks. You know, I'm hoping to stay in, indoors longer. Uh, but, you know, eventually everyone will have to go out to get stuff because you just will exhaust your own supplies. But I do believe, you know, in three, four weeks, it's probably safer than it is right now because a lot of people that are sick that aren't going out. So, you know, you're going to start to realize who's sick and who's not. But at this point in time, I'm just staying indoors for as long as I can. But what about these markets? I mean, here Let's we are. Talk. The Fed fires, we're 817, we're going to finally talk markets. The Fed <laughs> fires all their bullets, basically, here at just out of the blue at five o'clock on Sunday night, uh, lowering rates to basically zero, uh, doing more uh, buying. I mean, they, they, just, they fired all their bullets here. So now we're at a point where, you know, and everybody was expecting, okay, well, this should help the markets. Markets go limit down 20 minutes after they do this. They open at six, they open kind of red, and then they go straight down. I, I think this, you know, was not the vote of confidence that the market wanted. Yes, this might be helpful, but the timing of this probably couldn't have been worse. I mean, you should have did it first when the markets are open to catch a few day traders short, maybe, um, because you didn't catch any day traders short because there was no day trading at five o'clock. So, you know, just market mechanics would say, if you want to catch some people on the short side, do it in the middle of the day when people don't expect it like they did last time, at least maybe get a pop. It would have popped. But, you know, the pop didn't, would never even happen because the markets weren't open when, that, when they did this. So, I mean, now you're at a point where you, the Fed looks scared. It looks like this is, a, you know, a lot bigger issue than maybe some other people think. And it also looks like 
we're trying to now navigate through a potential financial crisis part two. So this is serious, very serious. Yeah, and I, I just kind of, um, you know, want to try and bring things a little in a little bit lighter. I mean, we're going to talk markets, but talking about the overall situation, uh, 80% of the people that get this are fine, okay? So yeah, we're going to find out that a lot more people have it, but a lot of people, the symptoms, I mean, we right now, we don't know how many people have it because we don't have the proper testing kits. So we're going to find that out, okay? But number one. Number two is um, a lot of people, okay, Italy, Spain, France, all those countries are on lockdown, okay? Yes. All right. There's a different mentality in the United States, all right? We are a, a country of, of immigrants. And we, you know, it, France is France, and Italy's Italy, and Spain's Spain. You see what's happened to the European Union. The United States is much different, okay? We've been through crises like this before. We care about our neighbors. We care about people in other states. So uh, the overall, you know, mental makeup of, of our country we are so much better. Maybe we didn't do the right preparations with the test kits and everything, but we are just such a different country. And I would even, you know, I even give credits to, you know, Great Britain, you know, for departing from the European Union. They have a sense of national pride. And that's what is going to get us through this. And we are, you know, that, that's the way it is. Our, our country is going to change. Our lives are going to change. Things are going to happen. but you know, that's it, you know, and I don't want, I mean, you can start, you know, playing God bless America right now, if you want to make fun of huh. me and sing the Star Spangled Banner, mm -hmm. but that's what you have to think about. And that's, you know, the situation, you know, that we're in, and this is the way that we're going to come through it. And I just think that we're looking at what's going on in those other countries and freaking out, but we're not those other countries, you know, we're much stronger. You know, our corporations are willing to help out. I mean, we have a strong that's being tested right now, but a, a strong economic system. So, you know, let's, you know, let's, let's call. I mean, that's the positive scenario here, but is it real? Is it real? We can talk patriotic about this and yes, it's good to be patriotic, but the, the, the bottom line is they didn't test enough. This thing is spreading rapidly. So I'm going to give you, you know, just take the other side of this, you know, I, I'm all sure. about patriotism and it's important. And, you know, yes, you know, we will get through this. North America will get through this. I speak as a Canadian, so I speak on behalf of North America. North America will get through this. But Canada and the U.S. both messed up because we weren't testing enough people. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I don't know if I said this on Friday or not, but I went, obviously, to the doctor. Um, I, I don't think I did say this. I went to the doctor because I had flu-like symptoms. Uh, the doctor gave me a number to call to get tested. I called that number and the doctor didn't know. He says, he said, there's no way to distinguish, you know, there's no way to differentiate between normal flu and COVID. He's like, the only way is to get a test. He's like, here's a number, call this if you want to get tested. He didn't say, I have to get tested. He said, call this if you want to get tested. I called the number. They told me on the phone, this is in Canada. They told me on the phone that even though I have flu-like symptoms, I have not traveled to a high risk area and I don't need to be tested. That is what I was told on Friday. That is why this is spreading. I should have been tested. I obviously don't have it because I've, I'm, I'm better, but we didn't know that at the time. I was pretty sick and so was my boy. And you know, I, I put a picture on Facebook even of my wife did of the boy. And that is why that people, that's, that is why this is spreading rapidly because our, our, our system doesn't have enough tests. Not only in the US, this was in Canada. And Canada is now obviously is, doesn't have enough tests either or they would be testing everyone. Everybody with flu-like symptoms should be tested right now, everyone. Because it's not about whether you've traveled or not. It's whether you've been outside. Because community spread is happening, folks. Don't put your head in the sand and say, I didn't travel Italy. I'm going to be fine. It is in your backyard. This is everywhere now. It has spread. It is everywhere. It just hasn't been detected yet. So for the Ontario Health to look at me and say, I don't need to be tested because I haven't traveled to Italy, Iran, or China. And I did travel to Jamaica. So I did travel internationally. Doesn't matter. She said, my, the, the advice was, if you're not feeling good, self-quarantine for 14 days. That was the advice they gave me. But they would not give me a test. And I believe this is the same thing that's probably happening in the U.S. as well, that we just simply are not testing enough people. And that's why this thing is spreading so rapidly. Obviously, they screwed up the tests in the U.S. We know that. It's been talked about on this show. 
And it's very disappointing. So we can say, you know, we're better. We've done a better job. We really haven't done a better job. The one thing that's saving Canada and North America and maybe not making it Italy is geography. We are more spread out, not in cities like Manhattan, not in California, but in the rural areas, we are spread out quite a bit. So maybe that helps to a certain extent where it doesn't spread as quickly. But for people in New York or for people in major metropolises right now, absolutely need to stay indoors because this thing is spreading. I don't want to see people get sick. And when you look at the markets here now and you see, wow, this is, you know, an overreaction. People are saying that on CNBC, you know, you get the money managers coming in, buy the dip. They've been saying that the whole time. We don't know if this is an overreaction right now because we don't know what the economy, we said this last week, we don't know what, how the economy handles an economic pause. It's not about a, a recession. Right now, it's about an economic stoppage. The economy stops. What does that mean? So many U.S. citizens, so many Canadian citizens live paycheck to paycheck. So are they going to get paid? You know, some companies are saying they're going to pay. Do the companies have the ability to pay? Because it's not only citizens that live paycheck to paycheck. Companies live paycheck to paycheck really too. Because the cash flow is coming out and coming in and going out and coming in. And if it stops coming in, some companies can't survive for a prolonged period of time. And we don't know how long it's going to take can to I, be can, on pause. Here, can I jump in on that though? Because yes, we actually we do have some insight now. We got some economic data from China over the weekend. Uh, industri- this is per the National Bureau of Statistics. The industrial output in China fell 13.5% and total retail sales fell 20% year over year in January and February. So a 20% fall in retail sales and a 13% fall in industrial output. Uh, the urban unemployment rate hit 6.2% in February, the highest level ever reported and fixed asset investment slumped 24.5%. So uh, unemployment over 6%, retail sales down 20%, industrial output down 13%. Yeah, the numbers are a mess. The numbers are gonna continue to be a mess in all of these countries here, even China. I mean, yes, they're starting to come back online here now, and that's, a good, new- that's good news, but you know, they were off the grid here for a couple of months. What happens if we have to go off the grid for a couple of months? What happens if we have to shut down North America's economy for, for the most intent, you know, for, for the next two months. What happens? We've never done that before. I don't know. What happens? We have a lot of companies with a lot of debt. The market's telling you we got problems. I mean, look at the banks. The banks are imploding here again this morning. We've got, just let's take you through it. Citigroup down 18% in the pre-market. JP Morgan down 15% in the pre-market. Goldman Sachs down 14%. Wells Fargo is trading down. Uh, 14% as well. Uh, Bank of America down 17%. The banks are pricing like we are not, you know, possibly going into financial crisis. They're poss- they are pricing like we are in financial crisis. That is how they are pricing now. And if we're not, they're going to be a good buying opportunity. But if we are, I've traded in the financial crisis before and I know what can happen. So people start getting nervous about their health, <clears throat> get nervous about the money, get a run on the banks. It can equal a lot of problems in a hurry. So this is scary situation for all companies, not only the banks, but companies that have debt. That's why you see stocks like Apple. I've said this before, and Apple's down here this morning a little bit more than the market, but it had a ridiculous rally on Friday night, which we didn't even talk about yet. But companies without debt, and Apple does have some debt, so people are going to call me out on that, but they have more cash than their debt. They can survive for a long time. Companies like Google with a lot of cash can survive for a long time. Companies you know, that are dependent on boring capacity, like Boeing, that's a different story. Airlines, different story here right now. And they're obviously ground zero as well. But there's a lot of companies that live on debt. And if the capital markets all of a sudden slow down or cease here for a while and credit becomes difficult, it, you could see a situation where some companies could fail. All right. Folks, can, wait, can, can we talk about like the SPY here? I, I just want to talk about the SPY and what will happen at the open. Uh, sure. Uh, yep. Because there's no, there's no mechanism to spy. to relieve downward pressure in spy there yeah. is no halts or or, or or there's no 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 limit downs or anything in, in the, the in the, uh, in the pre-market session so so we're, we're limit down here in the s&p futures what's going to happen at the open with spy down more than limit down in the S&P? so what happens we've learned this because from last week um limit down the the so limit down for the S&P futures is 5% of the pre-market. 
Once we open, then this first circuit breaker trips at 7%. We are now currently down 9.5%, so it will, at this point, trip the circuit breaker. Obviously, if SPY rallies back up above 7%, that will not happen. SPY is going to be indicative of where the S&P futures want to be. So if we go to 8, 935 and we are down more than 7%, the market will then halt. I believe it was for 15 minutes. Correct, Joel? Yep. And then yep. the next circuit breaker is 13%. So then the market would have a free fall, it can't, or it could could go down to 13% before the next halt. Then after that, it is 20%. I believe after that, it closes for the day. So the most it can lose, I believe, if I'm reading, I know we, we haven't went through this before, so you're just trying to you know, go from my memory here. I believe it is 20%. That 20, 20% is the last one. 20%, 20% was down for the day. And it's 20%, 20% until 3.15, I believe. If it's after 3.15 p.m., then we go to the close. Well, that's not good news either. I mean, I don't know if I see this. Who knows? Nobody knows. This, the markets are impossible to predict at this point in time. But I will tell you, the one thing, the market doesn't want to see Fed action. The market doesn't, doesn't care about that right now. The market showed you that um, with its actions here today being down 9.7% as the Fed fired all their bullets. The market wants to see news on the vaccine that is going to come faster than 12 to 18 months. Because 12 to 18 months does no good for us. This economy cannot be shut down for 12 to 18 months because we won't be in a recession. We'll be in a depression. So the vaccine has to come sooner than that. So that is what the market wants to see. I believe it will come sooner than that. I believe they will speed this up. Um, I don't think it's coming in the next month or two but I think it will come a lot faster than these 12 to 18 month projections. That is what the market wants. It wants a vaccine or a cure. And we know the Gilead drug was somewhat helping, but we don't really know how well it's helping with those who have symptoms. And have hey, can we right take now. a quick break? Can we take a quick break? For what? What's up? I just, let's just take a, just take a 30 second break, please. I, I'm actually not sure that's technically <laughs> feasible. With no, my you can setup take a break right now. I'm good to they, go. They, I, I have two screens and no way for us to uh, take a if break. Joel right need now, a bathroom so. break, Joel. Now is the no, time. No, if you want to no. calm me down, now is the time. Take the other side. You want to calm me down, take the other side. I'm giving you scenario analysis. I'm not saying all this stuff's going to happen. I'm saying what is on the table. Well, same it's the same thing that we've been sad. talking about for the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, you know, I, it, it, the, the scenario hasn't changed and we've been talking about this. So um, let's just move on. People are, you know, they want to talk about the impact on some stocks. So let's. That's uh, what we're talking about. We're talking about individuals, the implications. I'm talking about a potential financial crisis part two. I'm telling you, if you are buying stocks right now to avoid stocks that have debt, I traded through the financial crisis. I traded actively through it. Companies that have a lot of debt will do worse in this environment. So relatively speaking, if a company has no debt, they're going to perform better because they can last longer. That's what I'm telling you. Sure. So if you want to talk individual stocks, we can bring those up too, but they all look the same right now. A stock is a stock. The ones that have debt are going down more. The airlines are obviously getting hurt, hit really hard. But if you have a specific stock you want to talk about, bring it up. What do you want to talk, Joel? Uh, let's, Buzz T's asked me, what stocks do you like and what, at what price? I don't like any of them. I'm not buying anything. So nothing, let's, zero. Let's, what about um, BNTX? That's up 18, that's up almost 60%. What are you talking about BNTX? What is that? I don't know. I'm just saying I have, it must be a coronavirus stock or something. It's an ADR. I have no idea what that is. Okay, well, let's look I, at I, I also don't know what that is. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. Joel's going off the board. Joel, if you need a break, no, it's okay. No, BNTX. Look at it. Pull well, it we're, up. We've got Citigroup. We've got stocks that are widely held, and we're going off the board talking about stocks that somebody's ever heard of before. So I'm not sure what that's all about. But it's, up, it's, it's up 55%. Okay, Joel's trying to just stay <laughs> bullish here and trying to stay like positive here, which I get. We want to stay positive as much as we can. I'm, I'm going to tell you scenarios here too, like besides BNTX. We, we, not, we might not go into financial crisis part two. And you know what? You might be buying stocks. A vaccine comes out tomorrow. The stocks could rip higher. There is scenarios that are good scenarios here too. We don't have to just go cherry pick the one stock that is trading up on, on you know, and I don't know what it is. Can we go to the pro? Do we have any even news on this, Spencer? BNTX, Joel wants to talk it. I haven't and seen it. development and commercialization collaboration with Fosun Pharma to advance its coronavirus. So it's a coronavirus play. It's a coronavirus play. Some of these have went up. Some of these have went, you know, sideways. Some of these have not done that well. Most of the coronavirus plays are not performing now. So if you've been in coronavirus stocks like Lake, like APT, like even Virtue Financial, which was uh, going up on the right, excessive volatility, they, they, those trades are done. Teladoc, 
TDOC. It's How's trading, you know, just slightly down. Zoom. If you've been trading these things, thinking these are going to rally on this, nothing is rallying right now. This is new news. It's a small stock. It can rally overnight, but um, it's the coronavirus plays like to go pick the stocks that are going to beat this thing. It's tough right now because all stocks are just getting sold. I mean, Gilead's down five percent, and it's the best. Yeah, you know, it's, it's got the only drug that's potentially working. <clears throat> Let's talk the cruise lines. People want to talk the cruise. Hey, lines. I went. When I woke up this morning and I looked at my at the lost leaders, it was cru- it was three groups. It was cruise line, it was yeah. travel stocks, it was travel stocks slash uh, you know airlines, and and it was uh and it was banks. Those were the lost leaders when I woke up this morning. I do not cruise think liner, that the U.S. government is in a situation to bail out the cruise lines. That's my honest opinion. The airlines, like you were saying, Spencer, is a different story. We got to fly. I think you're right. I think at a certain point the airlines would get bailed out. But cruise lines, you're bailing out the cruise lines. They said they're looking at proposals. They have a lot more bigger concerns here than the bailout cruise lines right now. So don't kid yourself. The cruise lines could all go under. It could happen here. If they don't, you know, these are fantastic buys. Those things, 10 bucks, NCLH from 50 a weekend or three weeks ago. But to be honest, you look at it and you think, well, they're not operating any cruises right now. How long can they stay afloat, no pun intended, before they can't pay their bills? I don't know. I haven't analyzed that in cruise lines, but the market is telling me not very long or the stock wouldn't be at 10 bucks here right now. Here is what, uh, here, a, the, the Center for Aviation, which is a consultancy based in Sydney, said on Monday that most airlines in the world could be bankrupt by May without, quote, coordinated government and industry action, i.e. a bailout. So and, this is a, an aviation consultancy group saying the, that, in two months from now, without bailouts, we could really, really be in trouble. We in, could lose the airlines. Yeah. This is something to consider. So we'll go back to the financial crisis. We're going to continue to go back to this now because I believe we are entering financial crisis part two right now. Um, when you bailed out City, when you bailed out all these banks, shareholders were left with next to nothing. When they even, you know, AIG and everybody was throwing money, Fannie and Freddie. Shareholders, you know, were, it wasn't like they saved the shareholders. They saved the companies. So if you're coming in and buying UAL at $34 thinking, well, the government's going to save them, they very well might, but they might not save your investment in them. You know, you, they could save them a $5 a share or $10 a share. We're not saying it's going to happen. It could turn around. But who's flying right now? We saw a lot of people flying over the weekend because they're trying to get home. I think you're in a situation where they could eventually ground air travel. What does that mean? I mean, we don't know where it's going, but all these things are on the table. So do I want to buy an airline stock right now, hoping that this thing turns around? Absolutely not. I'm not buying any airline stocks. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, just to bring it back here for a second, look, it is, it, it is hard to talk about this stuff and, and, not, and, and walk the line of talking about it and not being too alarmist. No one knows what's going to happen. Just to be clear, we don't know. We're just giving our... our potential ideas but we don't know what's happening and, and, and everyone in the chat who is like like you know losing their minds i, I don't blame you but no one knows what's gonna happen i mean nobody uh, knows right so i i guess that's all like you know people are talking that you know we're, we're talking about this too much and we're and we're being too alarmist well uh we're, I'm, we're i'm trying not to be we're trying not to be i'm trying not to be i'm trying to i'm being uh, an alarmist for sure i'm being an alarmist right i'm now. trying you know not, why? I'm, I'm trying not to be an alarmist I'm, yeah but I'm you know why not. we need to be alarmist right now because people need to get their head out of the sand that this is serious sure. yep yes yep. it's serious it, yes this yes. isn't something i'm not going to come on and say oh yeah go buy stocks we're gonna we're gonna get through this and it's all gonna be okay tomorrow i don't believe it is i think we're gonna be okay a year from now but i think we're gonna lose a lot of lives and I think it's going to cost the government a lot of money to get there. And I think we're going to lose some companies in the process. So I, you know, I'm not coming in and buying any stocks right now. I, I was selling stocks on Friday into the rally, selling more stocks. And I can like, set my long-term portfolio. I'm 70% cash. I've never been in 70% cash before. And I'm selling more stocks. Look, what can I sell? Because it's too scary right now to be fully invested in this market. But not only that, it's scary just to be in this like, in this environment right now in this world because it's scary because we don't know where this disease is and how far it's just going to spread. If you look what's happening in Italy, it is very, very, very concerning. So, I'm actually and, surprised. I, and, and, and I don't know if you guys agree with this, but I, I'm surprised we haven't gotten a quarantine yet. I, I really think that yeah, this we week, talked about that. I think I, it's coming. I, 
Yeah, I think this week we could get a, an all-out quarantine. I I'm think surprised so. they I think they need it. I'm, I'm amazed they haven't shut down air travel. I'm really amazed. I thought they could, that should happen maybe last week, if not earlier. But I'm, I think so, I'm too. Amazed. I'm amazed the FAA still has the skies open. Um, I'm a little bit surpri- mildly surprised we don't have a quarantine yet. I mean, and we we're going back to our conversation earlier. I saw pictures of, of uh, the crowds at Disney World for the fireworks show. I mean, like I, bars, lines out the door. I, I mean, thought Disney World I, was closed. Uh, I saw some pictures on online about. I, and they may have been a few days old, but okay. um, I, 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 you know, I'm just surprised we haven't gotten there yet. And so we're, we're heading in that direction. I, I, everyone is is a little bit jacked up right now. It's understandable. Uh, there's a lot of fear out there. Um, I just want everybody to know that 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 we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> you know, what's, what's going on in uh, what's going on in China right now? Well, um, you know, they're coming back online. Uh, I think it's notable that Apple closed all their stores. Except, Everywhere except China now. Except China, right. All their yeah. stores are now closed except China. China is on the rebound. We're coming back. We're getting some data, which is good. We haven't gotten anything, right? The last data we had was like the jobs report from before this even started uh, that mattered. So we're going to get some data now. China's coming back online. It's going to take a while. It'll take months or, or quarters but we're, we're going to get there. Um, it's just a question of sort of hanging on in the meantime, right? So, I mean, that's all there really is. is, it, is it's good about. news that China's coming back online. It's, I it's mean, this news. is the hope, right? It's great but, news. But what did they do? They quarantined everyone. That's what we, honestly, I think that's what we need to do here. Like, just stop the spread. Like, that's what you got to do is stop it at, like, the start of it. Exactly. Stop people from getting sick because, you know what, then we can get beyond this. And people were tweeting at me and saying, you can't quarantine everybody. The economy, you can't shut the economy down. Businesses won't survive. You know what, that's where the government's got to come in and help them through this to a certain extent. Let's help some of these smaller businesses uh, through, through this in whatever way that they can. But, I mean, if the economy can't handle a two-month pause, it's not a very good How economy to begin yep. with then. So well, that's, a lot, that's a lot to ask. I'll, it's also. a lot to ask. It's, it's what has to be asked, though, Spencer. What, what's the alternative? Keep everything open I, and everybody I just gets know. sick? I don't know the alternative. I'm just saying, there yeah, I'm is saying, no alternative. China yes. did it right. And, and, so, and it's, that's why Italy is doing it now. That's why France is doing it now. That's why Spain is doing it now. They realize we need to do it, too. North America needs I, to do this as well. And I believe that they will. So, I mean, that's what it is. Stop going out and socializing. Save lives. Because you know what's more important than your money and the economy? Lives. Save lives. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. All that matters, everyone can play hero right now. We can all be a hero by just staying home. Right? There's going to be and... people are on this show wanting to know what to buy. There are going to be some fantastic buying opportunities eventually here. There will be. But I'm not being a hero and saying, okay, now is the time. Because you know what? Stocks still aren't even that cheap when you start looking at some of them. We've talked about this before. And secondly, we don't know how they are going to handle an economic pause, which I believe we are going to get. I don't know how a lot of the different businesses handle that. I'm pretty comfortable that Apple can get through it. I'm pretty comfortable that Google can, can get through it. Can the airlines get through it? Can Boeing get through it? Can you know, uh, other companies that are using a lot of debt get through it? I don't know that. So if I was buying a stock, if I absolutely had to buy a stock, I would be buying stocks that have no debt. That is what I would be buying right now if I was buying stocks, but I'm not buying any yet because I don't think we've seen the bottom. Yeah, I, and I, I think, I think from a market it. perspective too, I mean, you know, we got to calm down first, you know? I mean, these 170, 200 point daily ranges in the S&Ps, and I think that that, you know, as much as you, you know, we don't talk about the VIX indicator, you know, that's what we need. You know, and I, you know, I, I remember I lament being upset about those days when we had those 15 and 20 point ranges, you know, just boom, going up and bumping up and incrementally. So um, I think when things start to calm down, when you see the average ranges, then, then you can start looking, you can start cherry picking. But now, you know, uh, you know, if you're buying a stock, you know, here right now, um, you know, you might not be able to take the pain and you just have to look for some kind of, you know, stability to come in and stability in the overall market. And uh, unfortunately, you know, we're not at that point yet, but, you know, eventually, you know, we are going to get there and the markets are going to calm down. And then I think when you get, when you get to, you know, that point, 
where the vol starts calming down, then I think you can be more prudent in looking at things. And, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. a time to make money and there's a time to protect capital. The time for protecting capital is probably a few weeks ago. If you're in this thing now, I don't know if it's a time to sell here now. I mean, I'm not selling any of my 30% that I still have in equities here at this point in time. Um, but you know, just going back to, there's going to be opportunities. So you don't you know, just look at this and say, what can I make money on? I'd say look at it more from, you know, just make sure you're positioned okay if this thing starts to get worse. Because don't kid yourself, it can. Like we, like Spencer was saying, the markets fell 57% during the financial crisis. The Nasdaq fell 81% during the tech bubble burst. I mean, markets have fallen farther before. They, you know, because we're down 28% from the highs or what we are 30% from the highs now doesn't mean we can't fall farther. So don't think it's just you know there's going to be underneath you know demand here at some point in time and the markets are going to come back here tomorrow. It could take longer than you think. So just be careful. If, you, if you're nibbling, if you have a lot of cash, 100% cash, maybe you want to nibble on a few companies that you've wanted for a long time. There are some fantastic prices out here. Uh, I am not doing that with my 70% cash here yet, like I said, because I don't think we've seen the bottom. So I'm more concerned on just the safety of people here right now. The, the other think- side of the other side of this is uh, just like the financial crisis, this will end up being for a lot of people the opportunity of a lifetime. Of a lifetime. it will. It will. But you know what? And the, the financial crisis looked like the opportunity of a lifetime when you were buying City Citigroup was fifty five or sixty dollars, and it looked really cheap at twenty and at ten, and then you know it ends up going to two, and then they do the reverse split, and you never get your money back. I mean, so you've got to pick the right companies too. That's why I'm saying I'm going to continue to pound the table. And companies with no debt, debt yep. those, those, that's the go, go back to your traditional analysis and look at your balance sheets and see about what companies can survive and what companies you know, might not survive because you will be surprised. Like companies you see like you know, Dave & Buster's, P-L-A-Y, stock has just imploded here. There's a reason for that. I don't know. I haven't looked at their balance sheet, but I bet you they're loaded up with debt. And, you know, you've got here is ground zero. People are not going to be going to Dave and Buster's. It might not be even be allowed to go into Dave and Buster's in a few days. And how long can they survive without any revenue coming in? I don't know the answer to that. The market is saying not long, though, or the stock wouldn't go from $45 to 10 So be very careful with what you're buying here right now. But certain stocks absolutely are going to be some buys here. And again, I'm going to keep pounding the table with companies with no debt. I mean, I pulled up Tesla earlier, and we talked about Tesla on the pre-pre-market show, yep. not as much as, as on the show, but I mean, Tesla, this is a, a, Loaded with debt. a complete 180 from where we were two months ago. It's down 50%. Loaded with debt. So, you know, it's so ironic here, but you're at a situation where if credit becomes tight and if companies can't borrow, and, and, and you know, Tesla isn't one that's going to get bailed out, I mean, you could get in a situation where you could see a company like Tesla not being able to pay the bills. So I don't know when their next, you know, debt comes up, you know, you got to look at those numbers and you got to see, can they get through it? In all likelihood will. I mean, it's Elon Musk, you know, and it's, they're probably going to get through it. It's a you know, good company. But at the same time, high valuation, got a lot of debt. That's why it's getting hit harder. So the companies with debt are getting hit harder in this environment right now. So I'm not buying Tesla at 460. I mean, it's going to be a good buy here at some point in time, you know, once this thing starts to turn around. But it's difficult to just call the bottom of these stocks right now. If you want to nibble, nibble on companies with no debt. And, and also, uh, you know, um, don't know what, you know, active traders and the margins of things are. But, um, you know, we have a lot of violent moves in this market. And the violent ones are, I mean, the, you know, these rallies. I mean, there are going to be rallies today, folks. We're oh, just there's not going to be some wicked rallies. There's going to be some wicked rallies. And, we're, you know, we're just not going to go straight down and we're just not going to go straight up. So, and what I've seen, you know, from the, you know, from this point and, uh, you know, from, you know, from some of the trading is that, you know, the rallies on the upside, I mean, as long as they're, you're- They're more wicked than the sell-off. Yeah, yeah, can you, yeah. I think we should talk about that a little bit. I mean, of course, picking the point when to be on the long side is, uh, of course, a difficult key here. But if you think you're just, you know, going to be cherry-picking, shorten this, shorten that, I mean, just trade, you know, trade within your parameters, trade even smaller size for your trading before, use your targets and use stops and just- you know, because I mean, because this is a news-driven market, and we don't know what the hell is out there. And right now, we're getting negative news, negative news, negative news, and it's you know, as we discussed, it's going to persist. You know, for one, you know, we don't know how long. We don't know. We don't know. I, I, we don't know. And I the market doesn't about, like unknowns. 
I keep thinking about something that Dennis said years ago uh, on this show, which was if you buy stock at whatever, 100, and it goes down to a dollar, and then someone else buys a stock at a dollar, and it goes down to zero, the person who bought the stock at 100 and the person who bought the stock at a dollar are equally dumb because they, they, both, lost lost all their money. All, they both lost all their money. Yep. Now, one person lost way more, but they both lost all their money. They lost so, the same. They lost what their investment was. Right, right, exactly. So, like, w- like when you look at a stock like Aurora Cannabis, ACB, under a dollar here, you're like, well. I think it's going down. Oh, I almost can't help myself. It's less than a dollar. Gordon Johnson, you know, it was on, you know, props yeah. to Gordon Johnson. When this thing was three bucks, he said it's going down. I mean, maybe it's going to be the financial crisis going down. If you're buying these pot stocks that are loaded up with debt, with you know that still have crazy valuations at these prices, I think I think you're going to be in trouble. I think those. Are and the so, uh, so I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you. I, I thought about nibbling on ACB on Friday, but then I remember I remembered what Dennis said. I would be just as dumb as the, the person, person about a ten bucks, ten or twelve dollars, right? So, I mean, it's not about being I, right I, or I, wrong I even here. That. Like right now, I I'm focused more on protecting capital and keeping the health of my family. Those are the two things. I'm going to be trading. I will trade and I will do, you know, different arbitrage type strategies and inefficiency strategies. And those are going very well. But at the same time, my long-term portfolio, I'm sticking with a lot of cash because I don't know when, how this thing, you know, we don't know how it's going to end. We don't even know what the, where the fatality rate is. We don't know how hard the tax, the healthcare system is going to be taxed. We have no answers. And that's why the market continues to go down because it wants the answers to those questions. The, 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 the reason the market will rise the most is news on a cure or a vaccine. That's what the market wants. And this, you know, going back to the uh, to the marijuana stocks, and also, uh, you know, anyone that smokes. I mean, in this kind of environment, when you're talking about a, uh, you know, a disease that affects the respiratory system, I mean, st- everyone stop smoking. I mean, that you know. That, but, but Joel, that, but Joel, did you see the lines over the weekend uh, in was it the Netherlands when they shut down liquor stores? And they announced they were closing all liquor stores nationwide and lines at dispensaries were around the corner. People were buying before they shut down the dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying people are, at least in the Netherlands, were flocking to their dispensaries to get their cannabis for whatever they take that, for however you will. But um, in times of time, you're, you're, you're probably right. It's not a great idea to smoke, but people are going to do what they're going to do. Yep. Well, I'm just talking, you know, just from overall, you know, health perspective, you know, just trying to give some, uh, some, uh, some advice here on, on things like that. But I mean, um, it is just a virus. People just keep saying, why is this a virus? It's just the flu. It's not just the flu. It is a virus, but it is a serious virus and it's killing a lot of people. I mean, the Italy fatality rates around at 7%, I believe. That's like, you know, when you start doing the math on that, it's like one in 15 people are dying and they're picking. I saw an article, horrible article today that they said anybody, they're, they're picking and choosing now in the hospitals as protocol. And if you're over 80 years old, you're not even getting an ICU bed now. So they're just letting 80-year-olds die. That's how serious it is over there, guys, the gentlemen and girls. I mean, it's scary. And you hope it doesn't come to that here where you know your age becomes, well, we can't you know, give an ICU bed to an 80-year-old right now because we need it for younger people. So it's very, very, very scary. That's why the market is down 11% here now, the SPY. Don't look at your S&P here. Don't look at your CMC screen, see down five. We're down 11% here now. Um, and it's because this is very scary. It's very serious. So a lot and of people got, are going to die. And, and you've got Scott Gottlieb on, on TV right now on CNBC uh, saying he's he been thinks- right the whole time. He thinks this could this could peak in the U.S. and uh, until in in late April or maybe early May. That's a long so, way. So that means if we go into quarantine, away. are we coming out and are we going to be? And people are saying you got to still let people eat. Absolutely. So in Italy right now, under their quarantine, grocery stores are still open and pharmacies are still open. I believe those are the only two things: grocery stores and pharmacies. Those will stay open. Hospitals, obviously, too. But you know they have to stay open because people have to eat. So, but for any other reason, you can't leave your home. And that's, that's the smart thing. That's the smart way to do it. People have to eat. People have to, you know, get their prescription meds. And besides that, you know, like I was saying, I had a friend call and like, oh, I have an appointment to go to the dentist. Should I cancel that? Absolutely. You know, unless, you know, I, I'd cancel all of that stuff. I have an, a, an appointment for my glaucoma follow-up, which, you know, can make me go blind at the end of March. I'm not going to go to that appointment. I mean, you know, it, it's too scary here. It's too much risk going to doctor's office, dentist's office for something that isn't absolutely 
a necessity right now. This is scary stuff, you know. Yes, we're, you know, people are saying we're fear-mongering. No, we're telling the truth. This is just, you know, the facts, guys, here now. This is scary stuff. Yeah, I, I've been trying to stick to to the facts as much as, as, much as I can, and uh, I think that's the difference And when you, you know, recite facts versus just blatantly saying this could happen there could be a bank run let's chill with the bank run talks people okay we're not well, that, i just said that so i'm not going to chill with that that could happen people are going and buying uh, bank stocks and thinking they're cheap that could happen i'm not trying to scare you i'm I, trying I, to say this is a scenario i'm not saying it's gonna happen but the banks are down here yep Yep. It could happen. Right. This is scenario analysis. So you guys can get bad at me for saying we're going to financial crisis part two. I trade in the financial crisis. This looks like a financial crisis. This doesn't look like a, <laughs> if it a, looks a like, flu bug. And it smells this doesn't like, look like a flu bug to me. Like it is, it is uh, you know, no. I mean, Dennis, no, I appreciate it. You're calling a, a spade a spade here. I, as far as like the people talking about the hospitals and stuff, they're suspending, you know, unnecessary procedures. Uh, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff that needs to, you know, need, you know, the necessary things to, uh, you know, to care for people. So, um, you know, I mean, you just, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios on the table here, folks. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, the markets go, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in a limit down situation. Uh, let's talk about that. We got about five, six minutes. Eleven percent down. What happens if we open thirteen percent down? That is a great question. I don't know. That is a, a really we might find great out. We're question. down eleven. If we open down thirteen, do we hold for a longer period of time? Because then you're at the second. You're, you'll, you you went right through the first circuit break. You went directly to the second one. Well, they're the same amount of time. So maybe right. it's this fit. Do they add them together? And we get thirty minute hold, or do they do fifteen and then no, we open I, another? No, I assume because the, the the first and the second band are the same. It's a fifteen minute timeout. Okay. So and that that's how I understand it. So um, it, I, it I want to address a great question in the chat. Somebody's asking why is gold and silver down? Because people are raising cash wherever they possibly can now. Cash is king. They're just selling everything across the board. No safe haven. So they're selling, you know, utilities were the same thing. You, know, you can say, why is XIU down 8% here? They're defensive. Um, nothing is defensive in this market. A stock is a stock right now. A commodity yep. is a commodity, it appears. So we got gold down 6 bucks. 60, you know, GLDs down 6 bucks. SLV trading down 16%. Gold trading down 4% here. They're selling everything across the board. They're just raising cash. And Bitcoin has gotten just slaughtered. So... Where's Bitcoin? Yeah, What's it doing today, Joel? Forty-seven twenty-five is Down. where it's at right now. Okay, so all the Bitcoin bulls, and you know, I—I—they were trying to turn me into one of them. You know, I'll say it a month ago. I thought Bitcoin would perform well in this environment. Wrong. Me too. You know, I've hated Extremely Bitcoin my wrong. whole life, and they actually—you know—I didn't—not that I bought it, but I was actually thinking, oh, you know what? If we're going to go in to a scenario where people are, you know, going to get sick, and maybe this is going to be the environment that Bitcoin's going to perform in. If Bitcoin can't go up in this environment, what's it going up in? You know, you had the, uh, uh, who, who I, I can't remember their name, the, the twins that, you know, did the Facebook stuff. The, 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 the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, one of them tweeted out and saying, buy Bitcoin right now. This is the environment for it. Well, it's proving wrong. you wrong. <laughs> he said, actually, I mean, it's been straight down. We've been in this environment here for three weeks. It keeps going straight down. So I don't think so. I don't think it's safe either. I don't think there's so, anything safe except cash right now. And is cash safe? I don't. Hopefully, hopefully, your cash is safe. Dennis. Come on. Right, stop talking about it, but it's scary. Come on, come on, Dennis. Come on. I'm just okay. So when say cash is safe, but gold, obviously not safe haven here right now. People are just selling stuff across the board, raising money in whatever they possibly can. This is what we saw during the financial crisis too, uh, back in 2008, 2009, selling everything across the board. Preferreds getting hit hard today too. We haven't talked about those. Uh, somebody asked me three weeks ago why so I was selling all the preferred stocks out of my long-term portfolio. And I said, if this thing gets ugly, they'll start slamming yeah, those things too. Yep. Bring P PFF. It was $37 seven trading sessions ago. Basically, you know, no problems at all. It's $29 in the pre-market here, down 11%. They're going to slam preferreds here today. They don't want credit risk. There's credit risk on everything here right now. So they do not want that. People are selling that too. Scary. When they start hitting the preferreds, that's when you really know they're starting to get worried about credit. So that's maybe why I keep going maybe, back maybe we can end just just uh, 
and it doesn't have to be right this second, but maybe we can end every show this week on a positive note. Yeah, let's but do talk, it by sure. talking about what what things we watched over the weekend in our quarantines. I just think <laughs> I, I need some sort of positivity heading Pro- into the rest of my day Disney. here. Props to Disney. They there brought Frozen go. two out early. You know that was really nice. They did that because of the coronavirus on Disney Plus, so they brought that out. I believe they're also bringing the Star Wars, the new Star Wars movie. I heard that it's going to come out. I don't know if it is yet. So, you know, props. Like, there's going to be some good stories coming out of here. There's going to be some hero stories of the doctors. You know, let's give them props. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's going to be so many. Joel's wife is a doctor. I mean, there's going to be so many hero stories to come of this. Um, so, you know, th- we are going to survive. Most people are going to survive this. Like Joel was saying, 80% of the people that get this aren't even going to get sick. They're going to be like, feel like they just have the bad flu, but they're not going to have to go to the hospital. It's the older, it's the 20%, you know, the people with health, uh, uh, other health complications that have to worry more than, you know, me and you, if, you know, we don't have any uh, underlying health conditions. But still, you know, I've, I've been trying to talk from an investment standpoint. That's why I'm spooking everyone is we don't know what happens if we do end up losing, you know, one or 2% of the population. We don't know that. So, but 80% of people are going to be fine probably, you know, completely fine, not even needing hospital beds. You know, if the fatality rate's only running 2%, it means 98% of people are going to live. We're going to go on. The world will go on. We will beat this thing. So, you know, I, I can get patriotic here with you too at the end to help yep. you. We will beat this thing. We will beat this. And you but, can always, you can always uh, listen to old versions of uh, Benzinga's pre-market prep um, if you get bored, right? You can go back and listen. How far do we have the shows on YouTube and SoundCloud? Uh, well, the, the SoundCloud goes back to like 2014. And the YouTube back to like 2016, I think. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you have years of old pre-market preps. If, you, if, if hey, if that strikes your fancy, then... then, then lots to watch. There's lots of... And, and this is going to be, you know, this is, you know, historic times here. Yeah. Um, the markets are very interesting to watch, but I do believe it is healthy to get away from it every once in a while too. Do your best to take a few hours off here and there, especially if you're in a quarantine, you're just watching this nonstop. Yep. It can make you pretty paranoid. You know, I come off as very paranoid here. Like, oh, I've been preaching I, the end of the world. I'm not <sighs> preaching the end of the world. I want to say that. I'm saying that I'm not buying stocks here. And I think if you are, I think they could go a lot lower. That's nothing to do. Stocks yeah. are not the yep. end of the world. It's money is not, it's not, life isn't about money. It's about family. It's about people. And, you know, that's what I think that our government needs to focus on is protecting people, not protecting people's money. And, and Dennis, when we, when we talked last night, you said you were on the upswing on the fear curve. Like I am. You, you were past the bottom. Yeah, I feel okay here. Like, I don't feel like I'm going and buying stocks right now. You know, right. I don't, I'm fearful for the market. I agree. I'm fearful for right. people's money. But I do believe that the government is going the right, they're doing the right, they're slowly starting to do the right stuff. You know, here we are, we're going to close restaurants. They need to do all this stuff. And once we do all that stuff, that's when it'll slow. And that's when we can get to where China is, where they're actually starting to get past this thing now. So until we close everything, that's the only time we're going to get past it. Not everything people, grocery stores and pharmacies and hospitals are going to remain open. But everything that's non-essential needs to shut down at this point in time. Jerome Powell says Q2 is probably going to be weak. (laughs) They they just really put that on there. He might be onto something. I'm not sure. He, but he, might, be on, he, he might be onto something there. Yeah, th- just thank you so much. Thanks so much to our healthcare workers, everyone in the, who works For at sure. a grocery store. You guys are, are, everyone who works at a, at a store. Yeah, exactly, store, Spencer. You know what? I, yeah, I, I mean, just want to. Like, yeah, I want to end on, on that note, too. And I was discussing this with a buddy. You know, the, the, the people that work at the grocery stores and the clerks and your truck drivers and the people that are, you know, in the healthcare. I mean, those are your heroes, man. They really you know, are. Those are your people. You are seeing, you know, um, you know, I don't want to get my whole thesis on sports and everything, but, you know, athletes that are paid millions and millions and millions of dollars and things. There's a shift coming. There's a social shift coming and, you know, different professions and people that do different things are going to be appreciated. So, you know, at this time we can't, you know, Dennis and I don't have a crystal ball here, though I think Dennis has one under his desk. Um, And, you know, we're, you know, we're going through a, a, uh, a global shift economically, uh, you know, mentally too. So, you know, just keep your, you know, keep your act together. And we'll be here. We have decided we're, 
markets or no markets, you know, we're going to do the show. The show must go on. I enjoy the interaction from about 99% of you. Um, <clears throat> great comments. We really have some smart people in here. Um, and we're just going to keep it up, man. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a wild day. Uh, play it close to the vest. And, you know, it's just a, you know, we're going to get through this. That's that's all I can just, yeah. just be careful. This is not the market to go all in on. If you're 100% cash and you want to nibble, I have no problem with it at all. If you're on margin, and you're going all in, that's not a good idea here because this could get ugly. We will get some bounces. These are great trading markets. You're a day trader. Enjoy. If you're a day trader, just remember, though, and people have talked about this, the market could, you know, if this really gets ugly, do not be surprised if they actually close the markets. I mean, that could potentially happen. So don't get yep. stuck in something you don't want to be stuck in because that can happen at any time. So just yep. somewhat be careful about that. It has been talked about. I don't think it's imminent, but we never know how these things, these things come up fast. So just be careful. They don't get stuck in something you don't want to be in. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great place uh, to wrap it up here. Thank you to everyone in our chat, both of them. Uh, I know it can be hard in this heightened state of fear to to keep it civil. Uh, I'm doing my best to moderate, but I, thanks to everyone in the chat for not going off the deep end and uh, staying real. Uh, we appreciate your participation. The show would not be the same without that. Uh, and to our point earlier, you can just watch archives of our show on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn, Spotify, um, whatever platform you choose. And everyone be there. Any questions, comments, concerns, email us, premarket at benzinga.com. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Be safe out there, everyone. Be smart out there. Keep your distance from other people. And we will talk to you on Tuesday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.